0: Well, the countdown continues to Sunday's NRL Grand Final, South Sydney against uh, Penrith Panthers. Plenty of storylines uh, around this game, um, not the least of which the, uh, I guess, the slanging match between uh, Coach Wayne Bennett and uh, Panthers Coach uh, Ivan Cleary. We'll talk more about that and a whole lot more as well. Joining us uh, tonight, nice and late too. And it's my my um, thanks to Steve Maven from Rabbitohs Radio. Steve's on the line again. Steve, you're becoming quite a regular on this program. Thanks for joining us.
1: No worries, Chris. I enjoy it every time.
0: Good man. Well, I think everything um, everything you touch at the moment, you boys, is, is, is sort of turning to gold. I'm talking about South Sydney. Um, it's an upward curve and, uh, well, just uh, one more game to go. Up against the Panthers on Sunday. We'll, we'll look in detail at that, mate, and um, get a, your feeling on the vibe around the club. In terms of recent news, um, Steve, I see that um, Isaac Luke has been chosen by by Rusty Crowe to, to ring the bell, the, the foundation bell, really. The original timekeeper's bell from 1908. Uh, Bobby McCarthy rang it before the 2014 grand final. And, and as you well know, um, Isaac Luke was suspended, unable to play. So it's a nice gesture, isn't it? It is.
1: And Russell obviously loves Isaac. And I think he got him a ring made, especially for the grand final and presented that to him after the game. So that was, Quite devastating. He he got suspended because of that lifting tackle on Sonny Bill Williams in the preliminary final, and it was it was a real shocker that he missed out. And well, it's ironic that Happy Coruscant was going to be he, he was his replacement, and he's going to be lining up for the Panthers on the weekend. But yeah, it is a it is an honour. I mean, I had one fan say to me it'd be nice if say Johnny Sattler could do it because he's up in mm. on the Gold Coast in Queensland. But um, yeah, no Isaac, a great choice. Club legend, and I'm sure he'll be there doing it
0: with pride on
1: Sunday.
0: I think there's a a few logistical uh, issues trying to get the bell to the game, but uh, I'm sure Rusty will um, move heaven and earth to to make that happen. So, yeah, nice touch. Mm. Um, Yeah, and with Sats too, I was talking to Scotty um, yesterday, actually, and he said, you know, his dad would like to do it, but I think it might just be a bit too much for him. Uh, And that way too, it would have been a bit of um, Souths and Penrith, so both teams and... Clubs had, um, um, I guess, a bit of involvement with the bell. Although it is you know, Rusty was the one that bought it at the auction. But uh, either way, it's a nice gesture, and uh, we wish Isaac mm. Luke well uh, in his. Well, he's he's hung the boots up, hasn't he? Um, all right, where do we go from here? Let's uh, team news wise. Is there any concerns around the camp injury wise? Adam Reynolds, his his training's been limited. I see that Benji filled in yesterday. Um, is it just precautionary? No, no dramas. You, you fully expect Adam to play. Well, I
1: asked him this in the press conference the other day, and he said, "Just going kind to of monitor it during the week. He's going to play. We haven't named a name backup after on the bench, so that might lead you as to he's going to play. It's just a matter of how fit he's going to be and if he's going to take the goal kicking duties. You know, Taffy took over uh, last week, and he kicked okay." Mm. Come on from, I think from the sideline. So, yeah, he, if he has to, we will. But I expect Renault to just come out there, be kicking goals, kicking in general play. And he's going to lay it all, all on the line now. Someone asked him about the injury. And they said, oh, look, there's been some grand final captains that have had some injuries. like I think he said Sat's got the broken jaw. And, and then uh, Sato got the broken cheekbone. And he, he said, well, I hope I don't break part of my face in this game but he said if I have to play through some pain I will and I'm pretty sure he will because it's his last game for South in his second grand final appearance and I expect him to go out there and do his best now I think if you watched him last week he he was limited but then maybe when he warmed up he was he seemed to come into his own and got a few attacking kicks away and he went okay so I think he'll be okay.
0: You say no halves on the bench, I think you mean sort of the extended bench. You've obviously got Benji Marshall wearing the 14, and, um, you know, that that'll, again, it points the finger to just how astute a signing it was, bringing Marshall to the club by Wayne Bennett. He's had, and we, we've touched on this a few times, haven't we, Steve? It, it's been a, uh, he's had a wonderful season for you and, and done a great job. And, you know, if, if let's say, you do lose, Adam, uh, even into the match, it's it's nice to have a a former premiership winning half that can step into the role. I asked you last week, maybe any indications on what Benji would do. We weren't sure. And then this week I see he's sort of come, he's come out and said, look, he, his body still feels good. Um, and he's certainly not going to close the door on going around again.
1: No, he's not. And I think Wayne Bennett said he's going to retire. And in the yeah. Zoom press conference, he said, oh, well, Wayne rings, I'm retiring. He hasn't spoke to me about it. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, you know, the 345 game veteran, and yes, you're right. Okay, we do have a halfback on the bench, one of the greatest of all time. So I'll take that back. But you know, I, I, on the extended bench, there's no half. No. And, well, if if he has to though, Benji, yes, can slot straight into seven, and we could bring someone like a a Tane Milne or a mm. you know Paddy Mago in or whatever. So I don't think that's going to happen. I think Benji will play the 14 role. And what a story it is. And you know, the young kids did the haka for him at training yesterday. It was and, nice. Uh, you know, and he, he got emotional last week after the game when we won, and so it's just a sensational story. And wouldn't it be great to see him 16 years later after that magic win for the West Tigers with the the all-time flick mm-hmm. to come out and do something like that similar in a game for the Mighty Rabbitohs? Oh, it's just and it's I don't just... know, maybe maybe he will pull the pin if he goes out a, a winner. But like he said, I'm he's still fit and he's still enjoying it and. If he does stay on, well, I think I said last week, I hope he stays with the Rabbitohs and you know, either plays a few games or just stays on as a, as a mentor or coach.
0: Mm. Well, I guess we're in the 14, you know. he's, he's he, A lot of games, it's just been limited game time and that sort of, I guess, can prolong someone's season at his age of 36. But, you know, if he's feeling fit, he might as well go around again because uh, he's, he's one of a kind. It is just remarkable that 16 years on from when he uh, last won that premiership with the West Tigers, he's got a chance to to maybe do it again. Uh, talking of halves, mm. now I, I read uh, yesterday or during the week and I wasn't aware of that. You know a lot more about young Blake Tafts, his his background, um, uh, than I do. But he actually was a halfback, correct? Well, he grew up as a fullback, so he's played a lot of most mm. of his time as a fullback.
1: And, but he can play in the halves and mm. there is some speculation that, you know, they might give him a run there next year. But, you know, you could see that... He's an experienced fullback the way he played the last few games, and he looks like he's, you know, he's had that experience. So no, he's he's a a La junior, and the family moved to the Central Coast when he was a young fella, and he's played most of his footy up there. But uh, he's back now in town, living with the family, and what a story he's been as well, filling in the massive shoes of Trell, Big Trell Mitchell, and everyone thought we were gone, but hello, we're not. And here we are, and it's an exciting week. I mean, I'm enjoying it, Chris. It's grand final week. We don't get to experience this very often. It's only been the third time in 50 years, <laughs> and uh, so I'm just savoring it. You know, it's just it's a great to be in the in the big one. And we've had a busy week on Rabbitohs Radio and Rabbitohs TV, and all the fans have been sending us their photos and their videos, and we're just celebrating being there. And I just hope that now that we're a, this sort of top four powerhouse team that a few more grand finals are within years and not we don't have to wait decades and decades for them.
0: Yes, well, I can imagine you're enjoying it, mate, as a a former bunny. Um, Mind games again. Now, what's happened? So a few weeks ago, Wayne Bennett went to the NRL and was complaining to them about um, Penrith's blocking tactics of their kicker, Nathan Cleary. He didn't bring it out in the media, but it came out after that match um, a few weeks ago. And uh, there was a bit of a war of words between Bennett and Cleary. Now I understand the master coach, and I'm reading it in today's paper, has gone to the NRL complaining about a match that his team wasn't involved in at the weekend. Um, Penrith v Melbourne, Penrith winning, complaining about the number of times the trainer in the blue shirt was spotted on the field. I mean, is this nitpicking? Is this mind games? What's going on here? Well... He might
1: have complained about where Cleary was taking the kicks too, because that was a little bit in question. And
0: <laughs> I got no problem <laughs> and... with that. I got no problem with that because it was obviously they made a blue. And um, yeah, but you know, I mean, God, Alfie's been doing it for years. It's it's part of the game, isn't it? I got I got well, to say, I sort of do. I do. I sort of lean with the Penrith camp on this one a little bit. I think their boss, their, their boss Brian Fletcher, came out today saying that he's he or or the club are becoming whingers, and I'm, I can sort of see where he's coming from.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, from our point of view, you sort of you see them as as the enemy, and that they're they're pushing the boundaries. And I think if you go back to the the Parramatta game when the trainer stopped play when he's not supposed to, he's supposed to be on the field, and it it slows all of the uh, the eels' momentum. And you know, so but look, if 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 they can get away with it, you know, people are going to get away with it. So you yeah, know, it's, it's up to the NRL and the officials to to make sure it doesn't happen. But you know, I suppose Wayne Bennett's entitled to say what he says and, you know, he's the master of at what he does. So who, who are we to question his wisdom?
0: Mm. I'm with you. I'm with you on that too and no doubt about it. They they have this year Penrith on a few occasions, I reckon, used that uh, stop the play uh, to their own advantage. And I, I, I don't like that. I hate it, actually, um, almost mm. as much as players taking a dive. But you're right. These are the sort of things that are creeping into the game. Um, yep. But I guess they're trying to gain any little advantage they can. Um I think this one might be mind games, though, from from Wayneo, because I reckon if we we did account South Sydney's. uh Who's your blue shirt trainer these days, Johnny Sutton? Is Well, that...
1: um uh, yeah, no, no. I, I, we did ask John Sutton this
0: because it was John Sutton,
1: and he he didn't go up with the COVID lockdown because they just took essential staff, uh-huh. and so yeah, he's a fair blue shirt, John Sutton, and we actually got him on tomorrow on Rabbitohs TV for say. we'll be live at 2:30 with the the Premiership-winning captain, live chatting with him. So uh, yeah, but I'm I'm not exactly sure who we got now. But whoever it is, he's doing a fair job. The blue shirt. And um, my point is, I don't, I don't
0: think there's someone there with a notepad, you know, saying right, oh, I've been on three times this half, I've, I've been on three times that half, um, um, taking notes on how many times the blue shirt goes on. But maybe I'm wrong. I, Mm. I don't know. Anyway.
1: Um Yeah. Well, yeah. There's supposed to be I think there's supposed to be a limited amount of times, I think, you know, cost of what Alfie used to do. And so it's supposed
0: there is supposed to be rules for all of this now and everything's supposed to be um, you know, political. Oh no, there and, is there is a know, rule. There is a rule, right? But it's it's a bit hard to follow. Like you're allowed hmm. to go on three times in each half, one trainer is, right, for his team when they have the ball, right, not when they're defending, when they have the ball, and that's okay to be mm. giving coaches messages. So that's three per half, that's six. Uh, yeah. But then there's another probably half a dozen instances in the game when the blue shirt is also allowed on there, at the referee's stoppage, at a goal line dropout, at a, a video referee's decision. There are a lot, so, so I don't know how on earth you'd bloody keep count of it all, to be honest with you. That's exactly. Why. And then there's the HIA, the, the drama that we had with... Oh, you know, right on
1: the weekend when you know, uh, I think it was Welch stayed on and he, sh- he shouldn't have. And no. how the hell when when this was brought in to to get serious about HIA? You know, if you got the wobbles, you're supposed to come straight off. But yeah, everyone well, was going, "How? Hang on a minute, he did, why is he staying out there?" But so that's another issue that really needs to be looked at. And you know, because mm. we really need, need to take player welfare seriously, and that's what that's exactly about. So, but back to the game, mate. And look, my in my opinion, I think we can win. It's a big game. Like the Panthers were awesome against the Storm last week. The Storm were a bit off, though. They, you know, they didn't complete like they usually. It wasn't the Storm we know. They didn't complete at a high rate, which they usually do. And you can't do that against a side like Penrith. Now, I think our game lies in the hands of Cody Walker. And he's had a massive season. He leads the tri-assists. and the real Cody Walker has stood up this year. And he's answered the critics in the big game. So, if he can get us going. And our forwards can do the job. Like Cameron Murray last week was sensational as well. I think he ran 24 times for almost 200 metres and didn't miss a tackle and he's you know, offloading. So he's our star. And if our forwards can get behind him and lead us forward and do the job in the middle, you know, defend well, complete sets, then look, we've got the back line to do it. Led by Cody Walker. Campbell Graham was great last week. He's one of the best defensive centres in the game. And he's going to need to be big, big billies on that side again.
0: <laughs> well, you, and, yeah, you, know, like, you guys, you were immense in defence um, a few weeks ago when you got Penrith, right? You, you, you matched them more than matched them in the forwards, and and they were poor, I thought. Though they, they were also missing a couple of players on on that occasion. So it's gonna, probably going to be a struck match between these these two teams. There are fairy tale storylines everywhere you look. We've talked about Benji Marshall and possibly his last game, but then Wayne Bennett. Um, his farewell match from Redfern and Adam Reynolds, his final game for the club as well. Mm. Those sort of things, those storylines, do, do they put more pressure on your team or, or are they a good thing? Well, look, everyone
1: is just gearing towards winning this game. And, you know, Gags is another one. Dane Gagai, a legend of the game. Yes. 225 first grade. But it's his first grand final. You know, he's won Origin Series. But well, yeah. so that's another story. There's stories right through this team. Young Jackson Paula, you know, he's only a kid, he's just come into first grade. And that try last week we called it the Moonwalk try when he's backed onto the line and you know, he's just an X Factor. So there's there's a heap of stories in this. You know, Jaden Sewell's going next year. So it feels like this has got to be the year. Everything's just coming into place. Renault's last game, Wayne Bennett, mm. you know, Benji. Like it's it's like a movie script really, isn't it? And hopefully it ends in a fairytale win for the mighty Rabbitohs on Sunday. That's what we're hoping anyway.
0: A movie script, yes, uh, for the club owned by uh, a movie star. Gee, I mean, every, <laughs> everywhere we look, haven't we, Steve? There's uh, there's storylines <laughs> about this and uh, who knows, a book or a mm. movie might might well be written about it in, in years to come. Um, they've yep. got a lot more experience in terms of grand final players, Penrith. The, the majority of their team from last year are there again. Um, sure. you know, and they are all desperate, aren't they, to go to go one further, but as you rightly point out, you've got a a, a lot of multitude of reasons for, for you guys winning it as well. Alex Johnston, Adam Reynolds and Tom Burgess, I'm right in saying, the three remaining from uh, the 2014 Triumph.
1: Yes, they are, and, you know, Tommy had a big game in the 2014 Grand Final, they I think, because, mm. you know, he came on and um, and he played bigger minutes, and him and his brother George ran for big meters and George was the hero, and so was Sam. But Tommy, he had a big game then. And he's been good for us this year, coming on, off the bench, big body. So, yes, we're going to be calling on those three guys. AJ, he's the leading try scorer in the NRL, on our lethal left edge. So, boys, South fans are going to be hoping that they get some ball out there and and he gets his 29th try. And I think if he does, he breaks a 67-year-old club record. So, there's a few. there's another storyline, but... Yeah, the Panthers, they've got a lot of experience. They've got some good players. Dylan Edwards was sensational last week, but he's got a little injury cl- uh, mm. cloud over him. So uh, I hope he's well, I suppose. If he's not, I won't be too disappointed. And that uh, guy, Brian Toplow, what is he eating for breakfast? I don't know what he, what he does, but he, had, he just keeps running that ball. He ran it 27 times against the Storm. Yeah. He loves having that ball in his hand. He runs for 200-plus metres. So he, we really need to contain him. That's that. There's a mission right there, but, um you know, and they're halves as well. As, that's the key. It's clear he can—he's a great player. I've got to hand it to him. What about—he's a sensational player, that kid. So his kicking game is the best in the NRL, and we, we've got to field those bombs. We've got to put pressure on him. Hopefully, they're not blocking us. This is a little, <laughs> <laughs> as they say. But uh yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's going to be a great game. I'm really looking forward to it. They're a quality side. We're a quality side, and. Uh, yeah, but I think, uh, you know, I just think the storyline's behind us. The boys will be up for it. And that Wayne Bennett factor just could be the difference.
0: It could well be, mate. It might well come be down to the experience of the Master Coach. Steve Maven, thanks for joining us, mate. Enjoy the rest of the build-up to grand final day. Enjoy the day itself. And um, we might even catch up next week sometime.
1: Thanks, Chris. And up the mighty rabbits